0: Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 20 of my podcast called Steps to the Spirit. As I said in the last episode, we're taking a little bit of a break between step 9 and step 10, because I thought it was only right that I should try to give you, at this point, some idea of what I think and what God means to me. I thought I would be able to do this in two parts. And, um, well, I think I heard the voice of God saying, Chuck, who do you think you are? you think you can explain me in two parts? So I'm afraid it's going to be uh, a three-part thingy. And in this part two, I'm going to try to explain how I was reacquainted with God and my spirit as I got more involved with um, 12-step program and with speaking to people and with getting educated about my problem. So this is part two. And in the last part, at the end of part one, I was pretty much a person that had No self-esteem left at all. By the time I was 12 years old, I was pretty much hiding myself, my true self, from everyone because I was ashamed of it. I knew somewhere inside of me that God and my Holy Spirit was there and probably available. But I just wasn't worth being expecting God to love me. I've discovered, however, over many years that God and God's Holy Spirit, which I am very much a part of, is always waiting, always inviting me and, I believe, everyone to join God, to join Spirit, to recognize that I am part of and and intrinsically intertwined with God. Wow, intrinsically intertwined. I don't even know if that's a good phrase or not. But hey, I don't. <laughs> I don't rehearse these podcasts, my friends, because I think they should be spontaneous, and I think they should be um, a way of telling you exactly what I feel and I certainly don't want to tell you what I think you want to hear so I might make mistakes from time to time but please bear with me so as I grew older I did a stint in the service I uh, went into the army I became a military policeman I talk about a good career choice for a an alcoholic I was 17, I was already well immersed in my alcoholism and they gave me a loaded 45 to carry. Well, through the grace of God I made it through the service and didn't shoot anybody or shoot myself. So, but then I started I I was what you would call and what they call a periodic alcoholic. I would I was fortunate in that God blessed me with a pretty good brain, um, pretty good skills, pretty good um, uh, what I think is important if you have a halfway decent intelligence is to have common sense. So I was able to pick up on almost any job I tried and with just some instruction I was able to either do well or excel at it. Of course with my low self-esteem, I would do well at a particular job, maybe get a promotion, a raise, and eventually I would feel like I was living the lie, and start drinking again. Now, as soon as I started to drink, and it may be the same with you, I don't know about other addictions really that well, but once I started, I just couldn't stop until I absolutely pulled the rug out from under myself. So I would drink, lose whatever job or whatever status or whatever money I had, and move on to another place. I might have been in New York and maybe moved to Florida uh, or to California, or all of them were involved, and I was pretty much moved around the whole state or the whole country. Then I would find another job, get myself enmeshed in society somewhat, and repeat the whole process again. At one point, when I was about, I think, 22 years old, I was forced to attend a 12-step program two or maybe three times a week in order to be able to stay where I was staying. It was in Daytona Beach, Florida. When I attended my first actual meeting, it was a speaker meeting, and I identified (laughs) immediately with both of the speakers, I believe, and I thought, wow, it's like they knew I was coming and they're telling my story. And I think at the time I thought, wow, this is it. All I have to do is come to these meetings every once in a while, And I'll be okay. I probably even thought at the beginning that I'll be able to still drink. Uh, Who knows? But I was impressed, and I thought this was my salvation. I remember making great friends in Daytona, and when I first was involved with the 12-step program, uh, making friends with the people who were in the program. I got involved. I think they got me to actually speak every once in a while. But eventually, guess what? The same thing happened again. I began to feel that sense of living a lie and what's going to happen when they find out who I really was. So I remember running away from there. Uh, I don't know where I went next. I was liable to end up anywhere in the country. But they had kind of ruined my drinking a little bit. Uh, They ruined my ability to use addiction in a pleasant way because now they had told me that there is another way. I didn't have to be uh, alcohol drinking. I had to be an alcoholic because they said that's the way I was. But I didn't have to drink. There was a, what they said, a solution in these 12 steps. So as I made my travels, my drinking, sobering up my drinking, I began to visit uh, 12-step meetings, 12-step uh, clubhouses, things like that, talk to people. And at one point, I somebody asked, did I want to have a job or do something in one of these programs? And I said, sure. And with that, I started to become really involved with uh, the 12-step program. I went to schools I went to for instance the card program in uh, California I went to the University of Utah for a special alcoholism program I went to Rutgers University so and I started to learn a lot about both the steps and what uh, my addiction was doing to me and how I could do something to uh, combat it but this was all book learning even about the uh, 12-step program it was learning something by reading it and i would even do these steps or try to but it wasn't ever at that point from the heart i had a chance to work as a counselor therapist i was actually in charge of a large uh, 200 bed plus uh, rehab facility and i uh, it was never i never had my heart in it i was never willing to surrender i remember at one point i worked at a catholic facility and one of the other counselors was a brother george and I remember realizing that when Brother George talked to people and they left, they would write back to him and say, wow, thanks for this. I'm doing okay, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody ever wrote back to me. And, and I think it was because of partly my ego. And I never really had empathy uh, for these people. I was just trying to fix them and and maybe show them how much I knew about this subject and they should listen to me and get well. Well, obviously it didn't work. So as much as I understood the 12-step program, I just was not able to apply it to me and my life. I certainly was not ready for that. I think it's one of the key words for me is surrender I wasn't willing to let go of that branch and say okay God I believe and you can help me and I'm ready I looked around meetings I looked around the program and I saw that other people seemed to be getting it they seemed to be able to make that transition I couldn't do it and maybe I was a good example of when the student is ready the teacher will come so I ended up in a another rehab facility because, of course, I lost a, a particular job. I lost all my money, ended up somewhere in upstate New York and in a rehab facility. And that's where a counselor actually... Uh, In talking to them, they said, examine my whole life. And one of the things, issues in my life, of course, was my adoption. Uh, And the counselor said, what about if you wrote a letter to your biological mom? Well, I thought, why not? Uh, I've tried everything else. Let's try doing that. And I did it. And I wrote a long letter. It wasn't really that long, but it was a pertinent letter and told my biological mom how I felt about issues like being abandoned and why couldn't you have been there for me in my life and things would have been so different. I don't think it was the context of the letter that really made a whole lot of difference, but it was the act of doing it. It was the act of kind of starting to clean out that wreckage of my past. And A lot of other things happened during that time. And I started to believe that I could have a relationship with the God that I had shoved aside and ignored and said, don't bother me for for all my life to that point. I started to believe that there was hope And I became ready to say, I give up. I can't do this by myself anymore. I don't want to do this by myself anymore. I don't want to, sincerely, I didn't want to live that way and hurt people and hurt myself any longer. And guess what, friends? I asked God for help. That was the beginning of my surrender. I started to see that God, that I could possibly be loved by God. And I was willing to try. I'm going to let it go there. And the final part three episode of this particular three parter will be what i have discovered who i have discovered i really am what god is to me now it's and i'm telling you it's not some magical thing outside of me i have discovered where god is and i want to talk to you about that in our next episode thanks again for listening and i hope you have i hope you're having some some good things happening as a result of listening to this podcast all i can tell you is that it's i'm doing it from the bottom of my heart and i really feel like i have no ulterior motives to do it except to share with you the the good things that have happened to me as a result of these 12 steps thank you and goodbye